You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast in the Saturday live stream. I'm your boy, Damian Parson. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Of course, my partner in crime, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Guys, thank you all for tapping in with us. You know what we tell you, man, for the algorithm. Jump into the comments. Jump into the chat. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell notification as well. Go ahead and support the fans. Support your two favorite guys, your dynamic duo, as Keith always calls us. But, Keith, man. Beautiful Saturday out. It's fall weather right now. How we feeling, man? DP, I said it before, and I feel exactly like that this Saturday, right? It's Saturday. College football is on. Life is good. It is what it should be, man. You know that's my motto for Saturdays, man. And we ready to get this thing rocking and rolling. Shout out to the people that's jumping into the live right now. Thank you for being here. We have an awesome, a packed show. We talking college football. This is who you tap into when you're looking for college football. You tap into this dynamic duo. DP, why don't we go ahead and start this thing from the top, right? Let's start with this Oklahoma, Texas, the Red River rivalry. That's kind of like the, the, the Coach K's key thoughts, right? If I slow it down, I get it right. If I slow it down, I get it right. So, DP, let's start this thing off with the Red Real rival. We have Texas. We have Quinn Ewers. We have Oklahoma, Dylan Gable, right? Two quarterbacks who, stature-wise, right, they're not going to blow anybody out the water. But as they say, right, they're, they're slinging the rock, right? Like, they're throwing the football all over the field at a high level. Last year, DP, here's a stat. Here's a stat. I don't do stats, but here's a stat. Last year, they met each other. They were three and two. This year they met each other. They're going to meet each other. They're both five and oh, right? Wow. So you're talking about a lot of marbles being on the table. And then the, the it's interesting, DP, because the Big 12, they kind of do the, the round robin type thing where everybody plays everybody. And then the two best teams from everybody playing each other, then that's who goes to the conference championship. So you're talking about, you know, big time battles. And this is a big time battle right here. So DP, what's your, your, your takeaway to Oklahoma, Texas, and talk about the, the prospects, and let's dive into this game. This episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, first, we got a quick comments. Uh, Kenny says that Cam Ward is the best quarterback in the nation. Uh, okay. Shout out to Kenny for tapping in. Uh, we, we, we'll definitely <laughs> discuss that. We're going to listen. Cam Ward deserves his love, man. He's balling right now. But Kenny, Kenny uh, came I wonder. Kenny came no, in. No, Kenny came in. Kenny came in on fire. Like, you know, forget all that. Cam Ward, QB1. I, you know, I love it. I love it, man. Now, I keep, when I look at this situation, this is going like, to me, this is a game of the week, right? Two 5 0 teams. The big one of the storylines is that how does Texas, who's down there, I think their star corner, uh, last name Watts, he, you know, I think Peter Thamel tweeted out that he's out for the game. Right, so they're going to rely on some younger guys in that secondary to deal with Andrew Anthony and then that and those uh, talented receivers. But Dylan Gabriel didn't play in this game last year, Keith. He oh, he, yeah. he was out. So now him being there, man, and looking at what he's done this season, hundred, you know, he's one hundred seventeen uh, completions off of one hundred fifty-seven uh, pass attempts, almost sixteen hundred yards passing, nineteen total touchdowns, 
uh, 15 through the air, four on the ground. I believe he only has one to two interceptions this season. So in this RPO, quick passing, this is a tempo-based offense and everything. What's fun for me, Keith, is just watching these, you know, looking at everything that they have, RPO, tempo, it's going to really stress this, this defense if they can't, like for Texas, if they can't generate negative plays. If they allow these guys to stay ahead of the chains, Keith, Dylan Gable, he's a lefty, right? You know what I mean? I think he's from, I think he's from Hawaii. I think he's from Tua, Tua's neck yeah, of the woods. You know what I mean? So, Lani, Hawaii, I believe something like that. I think that. so. So, you know, you know, this, this, another lefty from Hawaii, right? <laughs> so, you got another left handed quarterback from Hawaii. And what I'm looking for with him, man, you know, watching him on tape, Keith, he's been impressive this year. You're talking about just effectively like orchestrating and working in this offense, right. the quick passing game. Not like, okay, if you, that's fine. If all my deep threats are covered, and you left my, my outlet in the flats wide open, he's getting the ball there, right? He's not, you know, he's playing within the structure of the offense. So I think he's probably one of the biggest prospects. You're talking about in terms of who has something to gain. Dylan Gabriel has it. Because when we talk about this quarterback class, his name is never mentioned, Keith. No, I, I agree. He he definitely, and I'm, I'm probably going to tweet this out and everything, right? Like he, he's definitely um, – a, a circle highlight type of guy that when 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 Saturday's over with, everybody could be talking about him because he's a, a DP. You talked about his play. I like that it, it appears that he's efficient, right? Like he he he's two words. He's efficient and he's effective at what he do. And him not playing last year, I think is going to catch Texas off guard. And then also we've noticed this that sometimes Texas starts slow, right? Like they they start off games against you know like it, it really depends on when they decide to start playing but this is not a team that i would start slow against because they can they can put up you, you you can look up in the first quarter and you're down 17 to nothing right but then they could continue to pile on top of that like i said because they have the talent you're talking about uh jaleel farouk at wide receiver right who's who's yeah. a pretty good football player who i believe is draft eligible too that nobody talks about right then you have drake stoops um, you know, uh, Bunky, Bunky Shelton, right? So they, they have wide receivers that can get the job done, DP, and, and, and score in bunches. I want to ask this is like when we're talking about the outcome of this game, right? Talking Oklahoma, Texas. Obviously, Brent Venables is with Oklahoma now. Mm -hmm. it, is there a plan? Because we're talking about Texas weapons, right? And we're talking about Xavier Worthy. We're talking about Jatavian Sanders. We're talking about Jonathan Brooks at running back. We're talking about, um, Shoot, uh, uh, A.D. Mitchell, right, who I just watched, yeah. and I, I, I like what he can provide as a potential number two, number three in the NFL. You're talking about all of those weapons combined with Quinn Ewers, D.P. Is there a scheme that can slow down this Texas offense? Do you feel like Oklahoma and Brent Venables can slow this thing down? Or are we looking for a classic Big 12, 48 to 51 type of shootout? <laughs> I think, it, I think if, <clears throat> if they can't get back there to Quinn, it, it can it will be one of them shootouts. And we know that Brent Venables is a just defensive mastermind. He loves the pressure packages, exotic looks. You see some amoeba defense looks where you got multiple guys moving around the line of scrimmage. He no, like, DP, tell you. I mean, we, we played him in the national championship, right? When he was at Clemson, and I remember yeah. like standing on the sideline, and I believe they had one defensive lineman in the game. Like literally just one. They had one defensive lineman, and it was like Four linebackers and sixty. We like, what is this, right? But that, like, he he just he throws the kitchen sink at you, right? Like, and I agree with you that he just he he lets it go. Like, if it's unconventional, he doesn't care, right? It's like let's just get the job done. So I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And like I said, they they have to get 
they have to get back there to Quinn, right? Because like you said, they Texas typically has started slow a, a good bit this year, except for maybe the Bama game. I don't think they started extremely fast, but they picked it up, you know, when they needed to. And that's kind of been the, the theme of this of the of the year for them. Can they start quickly? If they can start quickly, right? And now you put pressure. And you, you know how we always say, you know, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. Well, they don't actually play each other. But what they do is they can affect how the other one plays. Because yeah, if Brady goes out and scores 14 straight and Peyton goes 0-3 two, two straight times, now you're in the 14-point hole versus a high-octane offense. So you don't want to put yourself in that position, Keith. And I think when you look at, of course, for Texas, right, we talk about Quinn. But this guy, you know, Xavier Worthy, right? You know, this season, 26 receptions, 345 yards, three total touchdowns. Him and Adonai Mitchell and Jatavian Sanders, these guys absolutely can open this game up for Quinn. Like, he he has some outstanding weapons. So it's like, all right, if we put ourselves in the right position, right, if we do what we have to do and, and, and get the ball, quarterback, get the ball to your, to your guys, right, get the ball to these players, it's, it's going to be big. And I think – on a counteract to that is, is this young man, Woody Washington. You know, the, the start, the t- this top corner at, o- at Oklahoma, 10 receptions allowed, 131 yards uh, it, it allowed through in coverage and zero touchdowns. I think he has one PBU. That's going to be big because, Keith, if, if they can't stop Texas's weapons, which is easier said than done, this is going to be a long day. No matter how much of a mastermind <laughs> Brent Venables is, if you don't get back there, and if you can't cover these receivers, you going you gonna be in for a long day, man. Yeah, I, I agree, DP. So it, it it'll be fun. This game will be fun. Honestly, I'm gonna be tapped into it um, because I I think it's gonna be exciting. I think it's gonna live up to the hype of the Red River rivalry, right? And, and luckily, yes. DP, that both of these guys are going to the SEC at the same exact time, right? So we keep this rivalry because I know it's a lot talked about, you know, even in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like the Bedlam situation where there there won't be that rivalry anymore, but we get to keep this one. DP, let's keep it going, right? And this time we're we're talking about the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. We're going to talk about two teams already in the SEC, and that's LSU and Missouri. And DP, I'm going to quickly, I'm going to quickly hand this thing off to you, the LSU-Missouri, because I want to know which way you want to go with this. Because all I can think about is LSU defense, and it ain't good. So I'm gonna hand this off to you and and let you guide this situation and in, in, in this, this this topic. Guys, bird dogs make me look good. I believe they'll make you look good as well. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, give you a truly sculpted look. All right, their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon's, but they fit way better. They fit way better than the regular uh, shorts that we're accustomed to made out of that stiff restricting cotton because bird dogs use a cloud knit fabric that looks like the khakis, but they stretch to give you that way slimmer fit through the leg, thigh, and everything else without sacrificing the movement. And they have and use an anti-stink and sweat wicking fabric that will keep you cool and dry all day long. And their shorts are functional for any occasion. Golfs, dates, evening out, pool, working out, whatever. You will love it because it fits all of those opportunities and all of those situations. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. Keith, LSU's defense is going to be in for a long day, right? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, it's two guys that, that's been terrorizing the SEC 
and, and just the opponents this year. Brady Cook, the quarterback for Missouri. Brady Cook is balling. cooking and nobody is talking about it. He is lighting it on. Like I think he, I don't think he threw an interception this year, DP. No, like he, no I don't think he's throwing he's he hasn't thrown one, if I'm not mistaken. And, and you talk about locked in, he is locked in right now. And and their head coach, DP, I, I love their scheme, right? Because when, when you and, and nobody really because Missouri is not a popular team, right? But this is a coach, DP, that if he goes on to beat LSU and beat a couple of teams, he's going to be in contention for one of those top head coaching jobs because their offense, it, 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 it has the motion, it has the flow to it, it has rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's a it's a well-orchestrated offense, and, and Brady Cook is lighting this thing up right now. No, bro, and not only just him, right? His, his top receiver. He's not draft eligible yet, guys. He got one more year, Luther Burton, being in that Mizzou white, yellow, and black jersey. But 43 receptions, 641 yards, five total touchdowns. Keith, he's done this in five games, over 100 yards receiving on average right now. This young man is balling, and he was one of the best wide receiver recruits coming into the class when he uh, came exactly, into college. Exactly what I was about to hit, DP. I wanted to let the let the viewers know that this is this is not a mistake, right? Like, this is not somebody who's playing well in a scheme. No, he was a five-star guy. He was, put it like this, and this will tell you enough, right? Ohio State wanted him. Ohio State was pursuing him heavily. He just decided to go to Missouri, and we know the history that Ohio State has of putting wide receivers out. So he's the real deal. This isn't a fake 640 yards. This is the real deal. So I agree with you. Right. No, and, and that's what like, and I'm gonna take two two defenders, right? You know, we always talk about Harold Perkins, like he's a stud, like he's a stud young, you know, young player. But on the defensive line, man, Keith, I'm not, you know, we we talk about Jay on offense. We talked about Jaden a lot. We talked about Malik. We talked about. Um, you know, Brian Thomas Jr. and everything. But Keith, for me, I got to go to the defensive line. Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, they got to show up. They got, like, if your secondary is struggling, right, you, the D-line got to get pressure. And we all know that teams are looking for third downs to see Harold Perkins walk up on the edge. Okay, let's kind of make sure he doesn't wreck this, this play up, right? So that's when you need your two interior defensive linemen to get upfield get in the backfield and make plays and you know i, I was a big believer. I, I mean i still like mason smith but you're talking about the draft you're talking about summer scott i was like man if he can get back to that form uh before the injury right before the injury last year if he can get back to that freshman type status and even take his game to the next level this could be a top 20 pick because he could be a big disruptive defensive lineman yeah so with, with mason dp it, it appears that I was, he, he's still recovering from the ACL. And and, and, and what you, you realize, right, is that the the ACL injury, and then that's that's your leg, right? And then yep. your leg helps you move, right? And then movements mean workouts, right? And so he could potentially just be out of shape. And when you're talking about coming back right at the beginning of the season, then you didn't play week one against Florida State because you were suspended, right? So you're talking about grambling, and then on from there, right? And I watched the old Miss game, DP, and, and this is him and in regards to Makai Wingle. LSU went to a lot of eye front stuff, right? And eye fronts, you know, there, there are times where the defensive lineman could be taken on double teams, right, just because of their natural alignment or their head, their head up on offensive alignment, right? And, and that puts them – if you're athletic off defensive lineman, that's not where you want to be. You want to be lined up in a gap and, and have the opportunity to get upfield and get pressure, DP, and – that's what the old Miss situation is. I hope that D- 
maybe LSU just goes to a, four, a regular 4-3 front and say, look, put y'all in the gaps and let y'all go because I agree with you, DP. I'm When we talk about draft prospects, Makai Wingo is a guy that I have soft circle that um, and I just, I just, you know, I talked to you about it. I talked to a couple of people in the industry and I'm like, this is a potential top 100 prospect, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I think he made yep. our top 100 at, I mean, at a draft network. And it's because he plays athleticism and, and you're building off of the foundational blocks that Kalaja Kansi set, right? Like being six foot, 275 pounds, Makai Wingo comes in there six one. 290 right but he's making plays and getting up field you can you know you can start to draw those comparisons and, and teams will be willing to draft you based solely on that so i'm i'm with you i i want to see i i was about to say lsu secondary i don't want to see it i, I don't want to see that um <laughs> the, the the linebackers is that that'll be okay and i think spite spates is out um oh, so yeah. It, yeah, it will be Greg Penn and in, in, in West Weeks, right? At the linebacker situation. But the, this I, I just want to continue to see what how they're gonna adjust because you know, like they were your pick for the SEC, you know, to win the SEC West, right? And, and I think the SEC championship. Did you pick them to win the SEC mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I just want I wanted to bring that up because I'm losing in the tallies, right? So I had to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so but nah, but DP, it, it just was a it's it's a it it'll be interesting situation, right? And and I live in for for the for the viewers and stuff. I live in Baton Rouge. I, that, that, that's where I live. So when I can tell you, it is it is not a good feeling around here. Um, with you know as far as defensively and everything. So it'll be interesting because your guy you talked about Jaden Daniels, like he should be in Heisman contention, right? And and I, I you talked about it, and I heard one of the the local reporters talk about it. And it's like the comparison of the stats. He's right there on par with everybody else, right? Like he's yeah. right there on par with the stats. But it's that that's why we always talk about DP. What the, the Heisman is also storyline. Which storyline is created around you? His storyline is his defense is bad, right? Not that he's playing so well, it's his defense is bad. And if LSU isn't, you know, winning games, then they're a disappointment. So that that's it, it'll be an interesting game. And look, you know, eleven o'clock kickoff. So we get we get to get to it early. No, yeah, hundred percent. And it, <clears throat> you, they're gonna need every bit of Jaden Daniels and <clears throat> excuse me, Malik Neighbors and Brian Tom, they're gonna need everything that those that offense has if this defense cannot step up to the plate. DP, is that, is that stops. I have a question. Is that sustainable to you? Like doing the 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 slot fade, right? Because that that's what LSU is in a large portion of it. Probably four or five of Jane Daniels touchdowns is via a slot fade to Brian Thomas on Malik Neighbors. I want to ask you, is, is that a sustainable? offense right it's a play that everybody runs like literally everybody in the nfl or college they have this play in their playbook but is it sustainable from the perspective of we can just run this five to seven times a game and it's gonna produce two three touchdowns well it depends on how you how you design the play right like if you you know if you are doing what you pre-snap motion if it's man-to-man getting guys off of that side of the field and isolating that 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 route, like how as well as they've done, yeah, I think it's sustainable, right? But you, of course, you still got to hit the quick hitters. You got to still do the things you need to do, the routine routes, concepts, and passes that will then still be able to dictate where safeties go, how they defend you, do they run too high? You know, what I mean, running the ball still going to help, right? Getting, I forget the uh, the running back that transferred over. He's playing good ball though. Uh, for uh, LSU, Logan Diggs from Notre Dame. Yes, he's, he's, he's playing good ball. 
Came yeah, he's play, he's playing really good ball right now, and you know you keep running, getting the run game going. Yo, hundred percent because what we we know what it does, right? It's like a controller, it levers, and it pull that safety down. You go single high, like all right. Now do your does your free safety have the actual range to get from right. the middle of the field over to this pylon when I throw this forty yard, you know, what I mean forty yard bomb on the slot fade to whether it's Brian Thomas or. Malik neighbors. And I think they, they do a good job offensively into forcing defenses into the looks that they want. And then they go ahead and find, Hey, listen, I always said, create the mismatch, identify it and exploit it. And I give them credit. They've been doing a good job of that Keith, but man, let, let's, let's transition. Keith. Episode locked on NFL drivers brought to you by prize picks. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Guys, prize picks is simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I can tell you now, I'm going for this week on prospects. I'm going into the college round. I'm taking Devin Leary versus Georgia for less than 184 and a half passing yards. While I'm also taking quarterback J.J. McCarthy for the Michigan Wolverines versus Minnesota for over 218 and a half passing yards. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's transition to as we get ready to close this thing out in a little while. We're going to talk facing the spread. Keith, you know, one of the games on the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Maryland, Ohio State. Now, Maryland is scoring a lot. Mike Loxley, right? It's, it's got these guys balling. Tua Leah Tungavailoa, Tua Tungavailoa's younger brother, slinging the rock. This offense is high powered. They are 17 and a half point underdog. Not to Ohio State. And Ohio State is at home. I get that. But Keith, 17 and a half, over two, two tutties, and more more than two tutties in the field goal. Like this, how, how you feeling about this? DP, I'm not going with the with, with Ohio State on this situation. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 going with Maryland. I think Maryland will easily be within 17 points because this this offense is high powered. And we can't say the same about Ohio State. So I'm, I am that. That's where I'm. I'm. I'm going. If if I was betting on this game, I'm. I'm putting the money on Maryland, right? I think they will. They will be close enough. And we've seen this. We've seen a sputter in Ohio State. And I'm trying to think of the. You pull up their schedule and 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 see the actual results of the games. But it hasn't been too many games where we've seen this offense be flat out dominant, right? And I think that you're talking about Mike Loxley, this offense. To Leah, right, and, and the weapons that they have at Maryland, they they can score enough points to keep it within. I'm, I'm I I would put this at a ten point game. I I could see Ohio State winning this thing 31-21, right? I, I don't see a a, a a seventeen point spread. Yeah, I, I don't either, Keith. I'm I'm with you. Um, you know, I'm with you. I think Maryland's going to be able to handle the points, make this a closer game because at the end of the day, we talk about this Ohio State offense. That's not even with Marvin Harrison Jr. and the Mecca Buka. Uh, Travion Henderson is not not playing today. I think he's a little banged up, so he's out. So they're going to run their kind of bigger backs in this game, 
and everything. Uh, I think Bruce Feldman tweeted out not too long ago that they'll be running with uh, Chip Trainum, who was running back linebacker yeah. at, at Arizona State, and then Mayan Williams. So, so it's you know those will be the two backs leading the way for Ohio State. But Kyle McCord just hasn't gotten it done yet, Keith. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at this right now. I pulled up a schedule, DP, and, and this is why I'm kind of saying this, right? I'm looking at who they've played, right? They played Indiana week one. That was a 23-3 to three game, right? And I'm not sure how many prospects Indiana has. Played Youngstown State, beat them by 28 points. Played Western Kentucky, beat them by 50 points. Um, But the, the Notre Dame game, right? We know that they squeaked that out at the very last second. So yeah, I'm, I'm just not – I'm, I'm not all in yet on this Ohio State. I, I think this is a game that's based off of what Ohio State used to be, right, offensively. And it's like, yeah, they'll be able to cover. I just don't know what it is right now. And I, and, and I also give credit to Maryland's um, offense and being able to score points. No, 100%, 100%. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, you know, I'm not taking, you know, I, I can't do a FanDuel. Our, our partners over, you know, our, our guys over at FanDuel Sportsbook, 17 and a half, and, you know, it's too rich for my blood. Now, Keith, not gonna lie, FanDuel has actually been whooping us in the spread. Uh, because again, I you know, I'm too, yeah, I'm I, we're both losing in the spread, like we we have not done well with the spread as of this point, right? We're both have a losing record again. I'm two and three, losing record. You're one and four, losing record. Hey, bro, I'm one and four now. Uh-uh. Listen, uh-uh. I'm just telling you what the numbers say, okay? Keith? <laughs> Listen, man. So listen, I got us on the book. We are taking Maryland when it comes down to the spread. So we're gonna see if we can get back on the winning side of things uh after this week, hopefully, right? Because we've been fan dudes been whooping us. I'm not even gonna lie. Glad I'm not betting on none of this stuff because I wouldn't have <laughs> I wouldn't have no money right now. But Keith, let's get into these game picks, man. Let's talk about these picks for college football. Let's go. We we just talked about it, Keith. Ohio State, Maryland, and uh if for me, Maryland not being ranked is is cool. But I think they pose a real threat to Ohio State. This this game is at home. Mm, this is tough because the Ohio State has too much talent to lose this game, Keith. But I'm gonna pick them to lose this game, Keith. Oh, like, wow. okay. I, I do I, not I like this how this offense has looked. I, you know, what I'm saying the defense, like beside, like Michael Hall, Tyreek Williams, those boys have looked good. But these edge guys, Jack Sawyer, yep. right, JT. They gotta show up, man. I need man. to see the pressure. Damn, and if you don't man. get back to the two Aaliyah, he's gonna light you up, man. Like just, yeah. just a fact. I'm Damn, picking Maryland for the upset. Yeah, those, those edge, those edge guys, and, and I'm not even gonna use the, the word disappointing. You just want more, right? And it appears that yeah. they're not been, they haven't been developed. You're talking about two five stars. Like that they these were five star athletic superior talents on the edge. So um DP. I'm going to go with your first notion that it's just too much talent, right? Like, like Ohio State just has too much talent to lose this game. I'm nervous about it. I, I will be honest. I am nervous about this game. This, this is a this is an upset alert game for me, but I'm going to still pick Ohio State to win this. They'll, they'll squeak it out close, I feel like. All right. Listen, we got LSU, Missouri. We talked about that game earlier, Keith. Does LSU rebound after last week's loss? I don't. No, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. DP is not me. I nobody knows what's going to happen with this LSU team, man. I pick. I pick because I, I I didn't feel good about this defense, and we talked about this last week. I picked Mississippi State to win. They blew Mississippi State out, right? I picked them to beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss hung fifty on them. I, I DP. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is frustrating. Baton Rouge is frustrated. I will tell you that, DP. Everybody's frustrated in Baton Rouge trying to figure this thing out. Um, but I'm going to pick Missouri, DP. It's 11 o'clock. It's early. Those are one of those early start games. LSU, we're used to 6 o'clock games at home, Death Valley. I'm going to go Missouri in this game. I think they come out swinging. This is like a Super Bowl-type game for them where they get they're, – they're more excited playing this game than what LSU is. They get they get they they get to earn a semblance of respect from mm-hmm. around the country, knocking off LSU, game. right? Yep. And I think that's that's a big. And then you put Brady Cook out there; if he throws another three, four hundred yards, no TD, no no interceptions, and they keep. You know, I think they're they might be undefeated. If I'm not mistaken, talking about yep. Missouri. So you talking about then creating Heisman buzz. For a quarterback that nobody knew about entering this season, I'm with you. Like this game, I'm, I'm taking Missouri in this game as well. Listen, I I can go ahead and, and, and pick against LSU. Now they've they've they burned me twice. Like I don't think they got a shot at the at the college football playoffs. So you know it is what it is, man. Um, next up, Keith, we got Kentucky uh, coming off a big win over Florida. Ray Davis almost 300 yards rushing, but they're going up against Georgia, and Georgia has not looked like the number one team. In the nation, I truly don't believe that they have a win on their record that puts them at that that will put them at number one, but they're undefeated, right? Keith, does Kentucky get another big win this week, or does Georgia keep it pushing for you? I think Georgia wins this game. And I want to say shout out to our, our viewers tapping in. Man, listen, as we're going through them pick them, y'all put y'all picks in. Who y'all think yeah, is going to win the game? And, and we can have this conversation. Um, but Georgia, let, let's be honest, right? Georgia hasn't looked like the number one team. And I I, I I believe they have the number one ranking. I don't believe they're the number one team in the nation right now. Yeah. And I went through and I watched that Auburn game, DP, and I, the things I'm seeing from Georgia, I haven't seen in about three to four Characteristic. years. Characteristic. I haven't seen in four years. This, this, like, then Georgia's almost in the same bracket with Bama, right? Like, where they both should be a little nervous about what's going on, DP. Um, but I'm going to pick them to win this game tightly. I don't think this is the upset game, but I think the upset game is coming very close to Georgia. Yeah, I picked Georgia as well. I, Devin Leary hasn't looked great, you know, in this offense as a passer. If, if they can, uh, Georgia's offense um, is just kind of slow. You know, the start as well, like, you know what I mean? It, it took, what, a bit, 121 yards in the fourth quarter from Brock Bowers to, to uplift them over mm-hmm. Auburn last week. Uh, they yep. struggled to, to score, and, and they had to pound the rock, really, yep. against South Carolina, right? And if that's a dry game, we don't know how that game goes. If Spencer yep. Rattler has time and, you know, they can throw the ball effectively, you know, and keep the momentum they had early in that game going. There's no there's no telling how that game would have went in terms of momentum, right? So. I think Georgia wins this game. Like I said I don't like what I've seen from the Kentucky offense outside of the run game with uh, with Ray, with Ray Davis. So, Keith, next up we got Bama and A and M, two teams that I don't know. I really don't know what to do with either one of them. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, Bama. I'm, I'm more excited for this game than you are. I'm more you excited. Are. For, I'm, I'm more excited I, for this. I am not. Uh, <laughs> And this and this is why DP because I, I think there are going to be a lot of draft prospects on tap for this, right? Because you Very have fair. you you have you have guys that this Texas A and M defensive line, right? When you you talk about um you talk about McKinley Jackson, and then there's also yep. a defensive end that they have also over there. Then you talk about on the Bama side, right? And and, and this is something that we talked about. I think we talked about this over the phone, but 
Bama's edge defenders are becoming their playmakers, right? Talking about mm-hmm. Chris Braswell and Dallas Turner, right? But then also you talk about the the, the corners. DeQuincy, who who's gonna take over CB one DP? Who like is is, is it DeQuincy McKinstry? People are telling me Denzel Burke is playing better, but it's better still good enough to be CB one. Um, and then on the other side, I, King. I, yeah, right, right. Like who 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 is who's gonna be CB one? You have DeQuincy McKinstry, but then on the other side, there's a young, well, not a young guy. I think he's he's a he's a third year guy now. Terion Arnold, right? I gave him a fourth round mm-hmm. grade coming into the um watching last year's film but i'm hearing and i have to watch and dive into it people saying he's playing much better ball the athleticism was there it was the instincts and the instincts was it it derived from this this is a kid because i recruited him when i was at lsu he played safety right he played safety at a smaller school in florida so you're talking about playing safety at a small school in florida to now playing corner in the sec there's an adjustment, right? No matter what type yeah. of athlete you are. So if he's putting it all together, I mean I'm I'm excited about that. So I I, I want to see I, I think it's I think it's gonna be an interesting game, DP. I'm not even about to tell you it's gonna be a good game because it could be a lot of bad football <laughs> going on. But <laughs> I think it's gonna be an interesting game. I think it's what a five o'clock, six o'clock kickoff. Um so we'll 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 see. But I if you ask me who is gonna win this game, this one is at AM, I believe. This is at AM. Um, weird, weird place, weird place, very weird crowd. Um, I've, I've, I've played, I've, I've, I've coached there, been there, yeah, it's very, very weird place, DP. Um, but I'm gonna go with Bam. I think Bama squeaks it out, and to be honest, I'm not confident on that one either. But I think Max Johnson is the quarterback for AM. I think it's gonna come down to him making plays with his legs, Max Johnson. Um, but I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm you know what, the, the thing is this, and I'm kind of all over the place. It's going to come down to what quarterback makes the most plays with their legs, and I yeah. think pull it up. I'm, I'm with you. I'm picking Bama as well, and, and with the I think one of the first points you made, the edge rushers for Bama. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. I think those guys get after it and and, and work to contain them, uh, contain the legs of Max Jock, especially on earlier downs, force them into more longer third and distance, longer distances on third down. <clears throat> and then allow that, that pass rush, tune it up, tr- supercharge it, let those boys fly, pin their ears back, get after them. And Dallas Turner, crazy enough, not getting a lot of talk right now, but he's balling. So I think yeah. he can take that this game. Yeah, it, it, it won't be a sexy game, but it'll be a, a resume game for a lot of draft prospects. Because you've been talking about tackle like Ruben Fathery, right, who everybody talked about because he's 6'8". Going against yeah. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, you're talking about their guard, Leighton Robinson, right? Coming in there, playing ball against, you know, some of these interior defensive linemen for Bama. So it probably won't be a sexy game, but it'll be a resume game for these guys. 100%. No, I'm with you on that, Keith. Next up, we got two more left. We got Louisville, who's undefeated, ranked in the top 25 versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame coming off back-to-back, you know, close games, right? The close loss to Ohio State, the close win over Duke last week. This is tough because yeah. they're still missing wide receivers for Notre Dame, right? Because of health, because of injuries. Louisville is playing very good ball. They're playing physical, <clears throat> good wide receiver, quarterbacks throwing the ball well. But I think the trenches is where I'm going to give the edge back to Notre Dame, Riley Mills. Exactly. Um, I'm blanking on the other defensive tackle's name right now, but he's a stud. He's like, I think I think that is going to be the, the the deciding factor. So I'm going Notre Dame in this game. Yeah, I, and, and you talk about trenches, right? I'm I'm thinking about this will be a classic Notre Dame game where they're going to run the football. 
Uh, it'll be a time of possession. They're going to control control the clock, right? And you talk about Joe Old on one side and Blake Fish on the other side, and then they're they're going to run the football with their their running back with Aldrick Estime. Um, I, I look for him to get twenty five plus touches. Um, I, I believe in what their head coach is establishing, and that is mental toughness. And there there are two ways you can look at the past couple games, right? The game against Ohio State, then the game against Duke, right? That they're building being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And I think that that's going to go a long way for them, DP. So I'm, I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it, it'll be a close a close game. When I say close, I think under 10 points. Um, You know, I, I, w- I will put it under 10 points type of game. But I'm going to go Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame gets this job done. Yeah, I'm going Notre Dame as well. Howard Cross, the third, and that's who I was talking about. Howard Cross and Riley Mills, I think those two guys will be able to to really help dictate this game and win it in those close moments. But, Keith, the game of the week, Oklahoma, Texas. Who you picking in this game, man? Oh, I thought you was going to go first, DP. I want you to go nope. first. I, I wanted to hear you because I've, I've been swaying back and forth this entire show on Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, right? Because part of the I'm, – I'm, I'm – Part of me wants to pick Oklahoma, but then part of me is telling me if I, if I, because I always say, if you want to know who's going to win the game, look at the prospects, right? Who has yep. the better team? Like that, that's usually a, a tall tale sign of who has more draft prospects. And DP, every skill position player for this Texas offense that starts. So when it, when it's, when it's quarter one and there's 14 minutes and 55 seconds on the clock, whoever runs out there for this Texas offense, they're getting drafted. All, yeah. of, all of them are getting drafted. Yeah. DP, the quarterback, the receivers, the tight end, the running back, everybody's getting drafted. But it is a rivalry game. We talked about Dylan Gabriel heating stuff up. So I did. This is how much validity do you put into this Oklahoma offense when you look at their schedule, right? Like they beat teams like Tulsa and. Um, you know, like I, I, it's That's been a lot of, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of group of five stuff going on with Oklahoma, right? It's a lot of whole big, big <laughs> group of five vibes going on with them. Um, I'm stuck, DP. I, 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 I'm so close to picking the, the upset. I'm, I'm gonna go with Texas. I'm gonna go with Texas. It is a very reluctant situation with picking Texas. I, I, because I think it's, I, I think it's these. This is gonna be a, a who has the ball last type of game. Because Dylan Gabriel will come out. He, I, I, I think both quarterbacks, and I, I, this is the type of game I believe it could be. I think both quarterbacks are going for plus three fifty, maybe plus four hundred. Like this, this is gonna be a track meet. No, I, I, I'm not. I, listen, I'm not. <laughs> I'm with you because this was a difficult call for me, right? And I, I look at you know one of my favorite prospects in this draft that I can't wait to get into the film and break him down. You know, on the draft network, you know, YouTube channel, where we're getting those things running, and we're about to start diving into Scott reports and all that. Keith, Tavondre Sweat on the interior defensive line, him, Byron Murphy, uh, Baron Sorrell on this defensive line, being able to get after Dylan Gabriel. The matchup to watch is Sweat, right? Devondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, <clears throat> excuse me, and those guys getting matched up on you know the offensive line, the interior offensive lineman Andrew Rame. A guy that we liked, come, you know, we thought he was going to come out last draft, this past draft, but he went back to school, the center for Oklahoma. Him and then McCade uh, Met- Metaur, 
uh, no, as one of their guards. And this is going that's going to be the the key, Keith. Like just and, and Tyler, Tyler Guyton, Tyler Guyton, the right yeah. tackle, who a lot of people are talking about. Um, is 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 a high level player. So I, it's it's going to be a trenches game. But the, the the even to that point, right? Like you named three people on Texas's defensive line, and then you named another three on Oklahoma's offensive line, right? So it's like that's almost a break-even type situation also. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely going to be a fun game. I'm going to pick Texas to squeak it out. I am not confident, and I, I would not be surprised if Oklahoma knocks this thing out of the park and they win the game. I'm in another LSU situation because I picked Texas. I said Texas was back after they beat Bama, and I picked Texas to go to the college football playoffs. So I'm gonna pick Texas. But if Oklahoma, <laughs> if Oklahoma is going to win, I want to highlight their linebacker, Danny Stutzman, Keith, six four, two forty, twenty six tackles, okay. eight hurries, two sacks. He also has an interception on this season as well. A tackling machine. He has a nose for the football. He's instinctive. He's everywhere. And when you talk about uh, Brooks, the running, the young running back, right? He's not available until 2025, 2026 in terms of the draft. He's coming off a 200-yard rush game versus Kansas. Danny Stutzman will be pivotal for this defense to stop and slow down this, that running attack for Texas as they work to get, um, to build up a faster start. So I'm picking Texas. I think it's going to be a close game. I would love for it to be one of them shootout games that goes down to the wire, right? Dylan Gabriel, Quinn Ewers. Quinn, I'm going to tell you something, man. Um, you got, you, you, I, I need to see that Bama Quinn again. You know what I mean? I need to see that Quinn. Because if you're going to be a top five, top ten pick, as a lot of people, you know, I've even project, you know, I've even put you in mock drafts there, right? Prove me wrong. Prove me right. Okay, like do that. Like I need to see that Alabama version of you today, like in this game. This is a big game. This is the type of game that could ruin your season and your chances to go to the college football playoffs. So I'm picking Texas. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a shootout. But, God, listen, Keith, that's, that's the show. We went a little bit longer than we typically do, but we had a lot to talk about, a lot of prospects, all that good stuff. It's been fun, man. You know, we love doing this. Yeah, no, for sure. And this is by far, I think, the best week of college football slating so far, right? We're talking about – we have two 11 o'clock kickoffs that's going crazy. Talking about the Oklahoma-Texas right. and the LSU versus Missouri. And then, the, obviously, the you know, we got, we're going to have the 2.30 Central Time games and then the, the evening game. So, we're going we're gonna to be rolling this entire thing. But, like, man, how we end every podcast, I want to end this live stream, right? And I want to say shout-out to our everydayers, man. Thank y'all who have tapped in, man. Every Saturday, we're here. We're talking college football, man. Just give us 30, 45 minutes of your time tap in with us like we say man comment talk talk to us because we talk back and guess what we'll be on twitter you can know where to find me you can find me on twitter at the talent code you can find dp at dp underscore nfl man and like we always say man talk to us because we talk back it's saturday y'all go get some drinks y'all get some food enjoy yourself man and when you're on twitter y'all tweet at us and let's talk some college football oh like you said man follow us talk to because we talk back uh come and join the conversation again on monday we will have game ball segment we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about guys we actually keep we also talked about doing talk you know talk about doing the uh episode talking about contenders and pretenders in college football what prospects and stuff like that on these teams can help their team propel their team to being college football uh playoff contenders or who's gonna be pretenders we got a lot of stuff coming to you next week but guys listen for damian parson keith sanchez thank y'all for joining us here at the locked on nfl draft Y'all have a good one.